This is the weekly message from Hope Church Malmesbury. We're so glad you can join us. This week's sermon is part of our series, The Promise and the Purpose. We're walking slowly through the Gospel of Luke, verse by verse, promise by promise. Find out more about Hope Church and how to support our ministry at www.thehope.church. I hope this message will help you to see the good purpose that God has for your life and help you to walk in faith and rely on his promises every day. Here's the message. So let's have a show of hands from everyone, not just the children. Let's be honest, who's already had some chocolate this morning? It's mostly the children. <laughs> oh, you grown-ups, boring grown-ups, boring, boring grown-ups. <laughs> you go home and you break open that chocolate now. <laughs> Actually, wait till the end of the service. Okay. I do actually wonder how on earth the resurrection of Jesus became so literally wrapped up in chocolate. I mean, it is a bit odd, isn't it, that we've ended up here. Though, I must admit, it's quite nice having an excuse, isn't it? Let's be honest. How many Sundays do you actually have chocolate before church, usually? Anyone else ever have chocolate before church? I actually do. I do too. I do too. Yeah. Actually, it is a little thing that I do. Sorry. Mark doesn't even know that. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So it's always Resurrection Sunday in my mind. Okay. One of my favorite authors of all time is Roald Dahl. Hands up if you've ever read a book or heard a book by Roald Dahl. Excellent. Okay. Well, my favorite of his books... And he's not just for children, you know, okay? One of his um, books is called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And when I was preparing for this morning, and I was thinking, how am I going to bring a new angle to the Easter story? What do you think God gave me in my head? Anyone want to shout out what they think I have shaped our morning around? A golden ticket. I've got a golden ticket. I've got a golden ticket. That's from the old film, sorry. Um, (laughs) Do you know what I love about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? It's got everything. It's got a beautiful, mysterious place of wonder flowing with treats, sweets and chocolate. There's nasty people getting what they deserve and there's good people being recognised and rewarded. I mean, how could you fail to love that? Sounds a lot like the gospel, actually. (laughs) So this chocolate day, uh, I mean, Resurrection Sunday, I want to explain the Christian Easter message through Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and its storybook themes. So we're going to start today in church with a quote from Willy Wonka. Okay, Willy Wonka says... (laughs) This is what Willy Wonka says. This is going to astound some of you diehard Christians. Willy Wonka said, I don't want a grown-up person at all. A grown-up won't listen to me. He won't learn. He will try to do things his own way and not mine. So I have to have a child. I want a good, sensible, loving child. One to whom I can tell all my most precious candy-making secrets while I am still alive. As I'm reading that, I can't help but remember what happened to my sister. And I'm just going to tell it. I have to. My niece, I won't tell you which one this way. I'm not getting into trouble. 
My niece, when she was little, she used to try and um, take her order. Do any of you children do that? Take the order from the parent. What do you want? So she'd go, what do you want? And, and she was expecting things like a cup of tea and a scone and, you know, uh, if it was my sister, gin and tonic. Um, <laughs> and um, so she was ready with her, her pen and her paper. And her mum looked at her and went, I want a nice, well-behaved child. And without missing a beat, she went, nope, we ain't got none. <laughs> so every time I read that Willy Wonka quote, I think of that, nope, we ain't got none. Have we got any in the room? I hope so. Children have the gift of learning. They trust, they grow into their best selves without allowing weird opinions, disappointment, sarcasm, offence offence, playing a part in their acceptance of truth. And that's why Jesus said, Mark 10 verse 15, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Take that seriously, folks. Stop being so grown up about life. I am definitely like a child more than like an adult, hence the chocolate most Sunday mornings. (laughs) Therefore, let's Come like a child this morning. What we're going to do is, Mark is going to bring round, or pass round, he's going to ask somebody, some of the children's help, actually, I think it might be easier, um, to pass round a box of lollipops and chocolates, because we're talking about Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. So please help yourselves. Parents, if you don't want your child to have one, you better get over there fast, because uh, they're already in the box. They've climbed in. I mean, I'm not going to lie. So the box will come round. Please help yourself to a sweet or a chocolate and then it will be perhaps in the middle of the aisle if you want to go and grab another one I don't care we're very relaxed here in this church okay you can hear them look at the excitement I hope it's going to come around the whole congregation you lot look at that honestly how many of them six eight six eight of them I don't know hey children bring it round everyone's got to have a go thank you pass it round (laughs) okay we got there Okay, spoilers alert. Is there anyone in the room who's never heard or seen or read the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory story? Because if you are in the room and you've never, or or listening online, and you've never heard, read, seen Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, then I'm about to give you big spoilers, okay? Because I'm going to give you the briefest synopsis. This is it. A poor boy called Charlie finds a golden ticket to visit the wondrous uh, Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory along with four other golden ticket holders. There are strange happenings, many temptations and treats along the way, but at the end, only Charlie and his grandpa Joe remain. Then, Willy Wonka tells Charlie that he has won, and he inherits the whole factory. The end. That is what happens in the book. So, if you didn't know, I've just spoiled it for you, because I've told you everything. (laughs) Now, Jesus said in his most famous sermon, those sweets and chocolates are going very slowly. Get them around, everyone. Come on, chuck them, chuck them. Get them around. Pass them along the line. Let people just pass the box along. That might be easier. There we go. be the end of the service by this rate. Okay, Jesus said in his most famous sermon on a hill, you saw it a moment ago, Matthew 5 verse 3, this is what he said, God blesses those who are poor and realise their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. And then in verse 5 he said, God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. 
Right, let's go to the story and compare it a little bit to the gospel. Early in Roald Dahl's story, we discover that the mysterious, wonderful, magical chocolate factory has been closed off to the public. No one is seen going in or out, and it's been closed for years because of... Does anyone know why the chocolate factory was closed off? Because people stole from it. So it was closed off because of sin. You can see where I'm going, I hope. The kingdom of heaven is a wonderful place full of treats and wonder and joy, but sin prevents humanity from entering. So let me tell you what sin is. Sin has I in the middle. It's all about me and not about you, and I'm looking after all my interests and not your interests. You could see it like that, but actually sin is more than that. Sin is everything that doesn't meet God's best for us. It's anything that doesn't meet God's best for us. So... Revelation 21 verse 27, it describes heaven and then it states at the end of that verse, nothing evil will be allowed to enter. (coughs) So, kingdom of heaven, a place full of treats, wonder and joy, excuse me, and nothing evil can enter. If you think about it, it makes sense. Just ruin it, right? (laughs) 1 Corinthians 6 verse 9 says, those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God. So, in the chocolate factory story, golden tickets allowing the bearer to enter the mysterious, wonderful factory are hidden in wrappers of five chocolate bars. And Charlie, our hero of the story, finds one of those special golden tickets. If we're comparing the kingdom of heaven to the chocolate factory, and I am, We could think of Jesus' death and resurrection as releasing golden tickets for us to gain access to the kingdom of heaven. In John 14, verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one could enter the chocolate factory without a golden ticket. No one can come to Father God without coming through Jesus. Jesus is our golden ticket. Charlie and the other children in the story who found a golden ticket had to pay for chocolate bars to unwrap to find their tickets. But Jesus' golden ticket is right here. It's here this morning, wrapped into our Easter celebrations. And it's easy, because if you seek it, you will find it. But in contrast to the storybook, you don't get to pay anything towards it. Jesus' death on the cross paid for you. That's literally what that big Christian word redeemed means. He paid everything. He paid in full to give you the free entry ticket to the kingdom of heaven. Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, in the storybook, there are only five golden tickets. But the wonderful news is that there are as many Jesus golden tickets as are wanted. Anyone who wants one can have one. And I want to assure you that's true. And I'm going to show you that by asking the children for some help. Okay, you ready? I need you to stand up. In this room, there are six green eggs. If you don't find one, don't worry, there's another egg hunt with loads more later. Go find them and bring them to me. Six golden eggs. Find a a green egg, sorry, not golden. Golden tickets, green eggs. The golden egg is in um, Jack and the Beanstalk. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know my children's stories. <laughs> and bring them to me. Bring them to me. When you find them, bring them to me. Okay, you, you're on your way. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, hang on. No, come back. You're going to open them. That's it. <laughs> I'll open yours for you because you get your hands full. What have you got inside? Open up. What have you got inside? Ooh, yummy. You've got a yummy thing, so I'll give that to her in a minute. And you've got a piece of paper. Now, does anyone like to read aloud? And if you don't, I'll read yours, okay? But those who like to, who's got number one? Have you got number? No, number? Uh, well, we could start there. What is it? Oh, open yours. Yeah. It's yours, you know. This is yours. It's all yours. But I want you to see what we've got. We've got number one. Okay, you've got number two. Okay, you've got your egg here. I'll give it to you in a minute. Do you want me to read that for everyone? Okay. Number one says, for God so loved the world. What does number two say? Do you want to say it? He gave his one and only son. Number three. Who's got number three? Do you want me to read it for you? Yeah. That whoever believes in him. Number four? 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 Four. Do you want to read it? No. Nope. Shall not perish, oh, go on, no, but have eternal life. And that says, do you want to read that out? John. John uh, 3, 3 16. 16. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. There's your egg. So you've all got, and that worked out well, didn't it? <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Okay, give them all a round of applause. Go and eat your chocolate and enjoy yourself. many golden tickets as are necessary for this is how God loved the world John 3:16 in the New Living Translation says he gave his one and only son so that everyone say everyone everyone say whoever are you whoever yes are you everyone yes Everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And this is a promise that if you believe, and that means trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are invited into heaven. God made it so easy for us. And you know, over this last year, I turned 50 this year. I'm having a bit of a crisis, one, one way or another. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but, um, but this year... God's really significantly shown me how easy he's made it. He's made it so easy. And I actually, my heart breaks when I drive around town or walk around places and see hopeless people. Because we don't run the church called Hope just because it's a nice name and it's a nice word and it's a nice sentiment. Hope is Jesus. Jesus is hope. That you can't separate the two. And when you have Jesus, you have hope. It's that simple. And so it is easy because I, I caught a program yesterday morning. It's called Say Yes to the Dress. My daughter's getting married later this year. So say yes to the dress. Anyone seen Say Yes to the Dress? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> I, I have comments about it. I will not say publicly. Um, but, um, but it made me emotional as well because I'm also at that stage in my life. So, um, so <laughs> it made me emotional. And it made me think, all you have to do is say yes to the Jesus and you're in, say yes to the dress, say yes to the Jesus. And they do this, they get them in the dress and then they go, so we're going to ask the question. And they stand there and it's all silent. Are you going to say yes to the dress? And it's like dun, dun, dun. Uh, and mostly they say yes and sometimes they don't or sometimes they cry all over the dress. It's lovely. Um, 
it's, it's about buying a wedding dress if, you don't, if you've never seen the program. Okay, so all you have to do is have a think right now. I'm going to ask you the question, are you going to say yes to the Jesus? I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> I, love, I love your enthusiasm. The other four children in the story who also found a golden ticket are, do you all know these guys? Okay, Augustus Gloop, a greedy boy. Veruca Salt, a spoiled brat. She's a spoiled, selfish girl, actually. She's very selfish. Violet Beauregard, who has little regard for chocolate, and she is more into chewing gum. So she doesn't even care about chocolate. What is she doing in a chocolate factory? Why is she wasting the ticket? That, you can tell that bothers me. Um, and, and Mike TV, a kid who prefers to watch a screen all day, I think we know a few of those, rather than live in real life. Those four undeserving children all still found a golden ticket. And they all get to go into the factory. Make sure you get that because the good God news is that no matter how greedy, selfish, spoiled or disinterested in God you have ever been, you can have equal access to the kingdom of heaven. You can have a golden ticket. That's it. It's that simple. It doesn't rely on you. Romans 3 verse 22 says it so brilliantly. God promises we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. So all the greedy, spoiled, selfish, disinterested people can still have the right to have a golden ticket. And if we take, choose to make use of that golden ticket, there's nothing that can stop us, nothing that can get in the way. No past mistakes, no sin, no bad decision, no shame, no bad thing done to us. Nothing stops our entry into the kingdom of heaven because the kingdom of heaven is an equal opportunities employer. But... Then in the storybook, and you all know it's coming, don't you? One by one, those four children succumb to their bad character flaws, and they're each ejected from the factory, and in my opinion, in very appropriate ways, if you remember. For example, I think one of them, Veruca Salt, is a bad nut, basically. The squirrels remove her. <laughs> She's a bad nut. <laughs> I love a bit of comeuppance, and I actually think this is why that story works so well. I love a bit of comeuppance, and I think you do too, and you're going to be honest about it, I hope. Because I think God has included in our species makeup a desire for fairness. We understand that fair and just means that you can't just be awful forever and prosper. You just can't be awful and do well out of it forever. Eventually, it should catch up with you. I'm just going to stick one verse out there just to keep us going through the Bible as well as the chocolate factory. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 10 says, For we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. There is comeuppance in the gospel. Okay, But remember, we all get the same ticket into heaven. It's how we respond to that privilege is important because the truth is that our character flaws could and do have potential to affect our full kingdom experience. They all got in. 
okay? But it can affect your reward. Now, we don't all get in and, unless we accept it and use it, but our character flaws will also affect some of our reward. The Bible does teach that, and I think it's worth saying that. And this is why the Bible says we should become a new creation. We must become a new creation. The Holy Spirit comes into us and helps us. This is why the Bible says that we must repent. It literally means turn in a different direction. It means leave behind the way you were doing before and go in a new way. And the Bible says renew our thinking. It wouldn't say all of this if there wasn't like a journey to go on. Um, so to renew our thinking, Romans 12 verse 2 says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Using a ticket to the kingdom of heaven has the power to change you for better. Mark, can you send the uh, sweets and chocolates and lollipops around again? I haven't got a scripture for a few minutes. Nope, he's, he better not have. <laughs> sweets and chocolates and lollipops, go around again. Excellent, okay. So, back to the storybook. Charlie's parents are not available to accompany him to visit the factory, but on hearing Charlie has a golden ticket, do you know what happens? His grandpa Joe's youth is renewed. Let me read to you from the storybook. This is what happens. Yippee! And at the same time, his long bony body rose up out of the bed, and his bowl of soup went flying into the face of Grandma Josephine. And in one fantastic leap, this old fellow of 96 and a half, who hadn't been out of bed these last 20 years, jumped onto the floor and started doing a dance of victory in his pyjamas. That happens in the storybook. Jesus' golden ticket gives us access to the kingdom of heaven. Now, that's not just about an end of life, hope, and a good place to go to, the good place. It includes the experience of the goodness of heaven here on earth. It's more than pie in the sky and the great by and by. It's pie on your plate while you wait. So like Grandpa Joe, the mere proximity of a Jesus ticket can raise us up with renewed youth. This is a promise from the Bible. It says, Psalm 103, verses 2 to 5. Let all that I am praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. I hope I'm filling your belly with good things right now. And my youth is renewed like the eagles. My youth is renewed like the eagles, just like Grandpa Joe. We get to jump out of bed. We get to jump out of our sleep. If we've been bored, tired, fed up with the world, fed up with God, we get to jump out this morning. He jumped out of the grave. We get to jump out this morning with him. See, the golden ticket is an invitation to come on inside the chocolate factory. This is the description of the golden ticket. Can we get those around a bit faster? Because people can need their hands and so are you. So if people are saying no, just move on fast. Yep, grab and move, grab and move, grab and move, grab and move, grab and move. That's it, faster, faster, faster. Grab and move, grab and move. That's it. We get it. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah. You want to, like, turbocharge this now. Okay, grab and move, grab and move. <laughs> if you don't want it, can you wave them away fast? Because you're going to need your hands in a minute. Okay, the golden ticket is an invitation. 
This is the description of the golden ticket in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It was a very beautiful thing, this golden ticket. Having been made, so it seemed, from a sheet of pure gold hammered out almost to the thinness of paper, on one side of it printed by some clever method in jet black letters was the invitation itself from Mr Wonka. So the ticket isn't like a ticket you put in a machine like at the train station, okay? This is a ticket that is an invitation. Okay, now a Jesus golden ticket isn't a piece of paper you can hold, but it is a promise from God. And this is the promise, one of, one of the places you can read the promise. The promise is, for God so well loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. We read it earlier, but there's also 1 Peter 1, verse 3 to 5. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, now we live with great expectation and we have priceless inheritance. An inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled beyond the reach of change and decay. It can't go off like those fruits that you buy with great intention and never get around to eating. It can't go off, it doesn't disappear and it doesn't break down. So, I thought it'd be fun if we make a golden ticket this morning. Critty's right by the gold paper. Can you get it out to make sure the children get one first and then anyone who wants to do this with me, get a golden piece of paper in your hands. Put your hands up and Critty will throw one into your hands because we're going to make a golden ticket together. So children, you're going to have to watch me because I'm going to show you how to make a golden ticket. Let's get the paper out. Let's, put it, um, let's split it into two piles and people can pass it around. That's it. I think some adults really ought to join in with me. Some teenagers should definitely join in with me. <laughs> uh, and let's see if any of us can make it work, hey? <laughs> I've got a golden ticket. I can't remember the rest of the song. If you've never seen the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie, I quite like it a lot. <laughs> can you tell? <laughs> Gene Wilder. Pardon? It's not just because I like chocolate. Um, June will want one. Sue will want one, definitely. Right. It's this easy. Sarah will definitely want one. <laughs> and some of the people over here want one, definitely. Definitely these people want one. Look, there's one. She wants one. He wants one. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need to move on soon. So, yep, okay, good, 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 excellent. There's another one there. That's it, there we go. And another one, and another one. There we go, good. Right, you ready? We're going to make a golden ticket. Now, this sheet of paper is like the life of a human being, okay? This is you. This person grows up and buys a house. It's a semi-detached house, so you're going to fold your piece of paper down like that. Okay, so you fold it over, and now you have a semi-detached house. Okay, now this person quite likes their semi-detached house and has lots of people over and enjoys it, but then one day realizes there's a nicer house down the street. So they earn lots of money and they buy themselves a better house. They upgrade. They upgrade to a double-fronted house. So we take this point and we take it there and we make it into a traditional house shape, okay? 
This is not tried and tested with the gold paper, so it's going to be fun to see what happens next. <laughs> okay, so we've got a house. Everyone got a house? Yes, looks like it. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, good, 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 good. Okay, now this person has, is really happy with their house, but now they're bored. They're bored and they need to do something else because life is boring. So they decide to spend lots of time and money on pleasure. So they take trips on boats and planes. Don't turn it fully into an aeroplane, just fold it fully in half so that it's kind of half an aeroplane. It would be an aeroplane if you folded them down. Half an aeroplane. Or you could see it as a boat. See, it's the front of a boat. <laughs> We're going on a trip. Oh, there are people, you might be one of them, I'm nearly one of them, who wants the next trip in the calendar just to feel happy. I need to know I'm going away again. I need to know I'm going away, it's booked. Okay, they seek more pleasure. They, they realize this is fine, but they're bored in between still. They're still bored in between. So they decide, hold it up this way. They decide to seek more pleasure and satisfaction in relationships. And they start messing around with their relationships because they get to a certain age and they don't know what they want anymore. So they start moving from person to person. But this rips them apart with each relationship breakup. Tear off a bit, off that. So not from the pointy end, from the other end. And then they seek comfort, pleasure, and satisfaction because they're being ripped apart. They're looking for something to fill the gap, to make them feel complete again, to make them feel good. So they start looking into things like gambling or drinking or drugs or anything else that starts to destroy them. And it does. It destroys them and it actually rips them apart. Even more of them comes away. Just keep it somehow. Just try and straighten it up. There we go. Even more coming away. Finally, they realise there's nothing in this world that can give them what they crave. This is when they look honestly inside themselves. Have a look inside and see what you've got. And they unwrap the secret to real joy and peace which includes comfort, pleasure, and satisfaction. <laughs> and now you have the cross of Jesus, the golden ticket that I've been talking about. You see, we can try all that other stuff, but it's not going to do anything for us. Only the cross of Jesus helps us. Now, this paper cross is a symbol of your golden ticket from Jesus. It's your own promise from God in your head. His promise to you is that if you believe that Jesus' death and resurrection was to save you, then you're invited. That's it. This is your invitation. You don't need to have the golden cross. You have it already. You're invited into heaven. You just need to make it personal, accept it as yours. You see, an invitation requires a response. You can accept or reject an invitation. And I'll just briefly tell you a story about my little boy, Jake, when he was little. He's a grown-up. He's married now. He lives in Wales. Um, so I did check with him. Um, when he was a very little boy, when my Jake was a very little boy, he had quite a bit of social anxiety. 
Some of you know that hasn't changed that much. Um, <laughs> and we didn't call it that. He would accept invitations to birthday parties. And we get lots of invitations to birthday parties when we're young for some reason. The whole class often gets invited to a party, don't they? But otherwise, he was on that list and he would get the invitations. And he would say, yes, I want to go to the party. But on the day of the party, without fail, he would decide that he didn't want to go after all. And there was no convincing him otherwise. And I had to make that embarrassing phone call to the parents and say, I'm sorry, he's not coming. For no good reason other than he has a personality clash with other people, with having social gatherings. <laughs> I didn't say that either, but that was what I was thinking. So eventually I sat my boy down and I told him he can't say yes and not go as that is disappointing to the birthday child and their parents. I said, you, you say yes, you have to go. If you don't say yes, that's fine, you don't have to go. So you don't have to say yes. From that day on, his reply to most of those invites was no thank you. And we just replied no. And they'd be like, oh, is it a bad day for you? I'm like, no, always a bad day for him. Um, no, <laughs> no, he just doesn't, he can't come. He's, he's got, he feels uncomfortable with groups of people. And so we said, no, thank you. Now, a lot of you are going, oh, bless him, he missed out on all these parties. No, it's a really good thing. Because Jake had the free choice to accept or reject the opportunities that were offered him. Jake felt empowered by the fact that he could say no. He can say no. And God gives us that power over our lives. Invitations can be rejected. That's the whole point of an invitation. You don't have to go to what you're invited to. You get to choose. And it's the same with Jesus's golden ticket. You see, his death on the cross opened the way and created an invite for us to draw near to God, to approach the throne of heaven freely, to have complete and full access to the kingdom of heaven. We are all invited, but we only experience the benefits if we choose to say yes to the invitation and then go on inside. I'm coming to a close. Sitting at home looking at his golden ticket, wouldn't have got Charlie into the chocolate factory. Charlie had to turn up. He had to present himself at the factory gates to actually go inside. And accepting this invitation by presenting yourself to God is the only way to use the Jesus ticket for what it was sent out for. You have to respond. You can say no, but you need to know there is a response that comes in it. Now, this is how we can present ourselves to God. This is such a good version of this passage. Romans 12, verse 1 from the message. So here's what I want you to do. This is how you present yourself to God. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. You know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and the good news about Jesus's Easter story are both about a beautiful, mysterious, wonderful place with treats, goodness and joy. It is about nasty people getting what they deserve and good people being recognised and rewarded. I say that very slightly and lightly there. <laughs> the golden ticket from Jesus gives us more than entry to heaven at the end of life golden ticket holders start to experience the benefit of heaven here on earth 
and we all have the invite, whether we made a cross this morning or not. But we must respond by presenting ourselves to God and say yes to the Jesus. Yes, thank you. I do want to come on in. So if you want to say yes to the Jesus today, and I'm going to ask you that question in a minute, you can hold the cross near your heart and repeat after me. So children, I don't know if you want to say yes to Jesus this morning, but if you want to say yes, I want to accept your invitation to be part of heaven, then you hold your cross that you made a few minutes ago, hold it against your heart. I can't put it right against my heart because I've got a microphone. Um, <laughs> and just repeat after me. Okay, so I'm going to ask all the grown-ups, do you want to say yes to the Jesus? If you do, repeat after me. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me to be saved. I give you my everyday life, my sleeping, my eating, my walking around life. Please, God, Fill my life with your spirit. I say yes to Jesus and accept his invitation to come on in to the kingdom of heaven. Amen.